When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ben Maron, and welcome to Around the Table, guys. Yep. Three guys who's been on the podcast before. Three guys who I respect very highly. Mm-hmm. Yourself, Louis, like you bank robber, you and your dad in and out of prison, 17 years. Mike, running about Birmingham, Hansworth, rough area, you and your brothers, mad stories, deaths, shooting, stabbings, quince, Uzi out, spraying at the coppers, mm, yeah. 16 years, 15 years in prison. 14. Yeah, so I think these kind of conversations have changed the game, mm-hmm. educational, like positive, I know. A lot of people want to hear the guts and the glory, but we're here to change people's lives. We've mm-hmm. got to change our own lives, first of all, but... I believe these conversations can make waves and mm-hmm. we'll watch for many years to come. But first and foremost, thanks for coming on the show, guys. Yeah, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, yeah. man. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having us yeah, back, James. Yeah. How's things been? How are you handling things being out of prison now? Yeah, things are getting a lot easier for me now. Um, I've been out of prison exactly a year, like a couple of days ago. I'm, I'm still adjusting, but I feel mm. like I'm slowly finding my feet now. And I, I could just tell something good's starting to happen for me now, you know, mm-hmm. being consistent with everything I'm doing and that. Yeah, good. Mm. Yourself, your brothers, GRL, and that massive respect that you led that life for many years. You've changed that MMA fighter. That how's life treating you now? Not too bad, man. I can't complain. I feel blessed for real. You know, uh, a lot of stuff in the pipeline. You know, um, you know, you know. I'm coming to the tail end of my MMA career. I'm still still got a couple of fights coming up. One coming up in February. I'll plug that a bit later. But doing a few things. You know, my brothers and I we're looking to start a, a podcast, the Linwood Show. And you know, half of that is because you were kind of. Um, Kind of what's the word I'm looking for? You, you kind of help to see that we can be a lot more mm-hmm. than, you know, a lot of potential, the potential that we have, you know what I mean? Um, we got those shows coming up. I got one coming up with my my son, you know, the Unison Sun show. So we got a few things in the pipeline, man. We got a few things. We'll be able to talk about those. Got into acting, you know, doing a few things in that, that front as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I can't, I can't complain. Can't yeah, complain, good, man. man. Really grafting. Yeah. Quince, what about yourself? I, still, I, do, I got a drama series as well, so we can talk still. Yeah. I've got a few roles for you. Yo, 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 yeah, and you as well. <laughs> and what I saw that earlier oh, on. Okay, then. But yeah, I got, I got quite a few. I got my new podcast up, QB or not to be, and another giant. 
podcast that I do with Yami Beast coming out Christmas Day. So Shout out got a lot to look B. forward to, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's yeah. just what I'm saying. Like you've been in a prison your whole life. You've seen death, you've seen the guts, you've seen the bad shit in life. But like Brixton and and uh, Battersea's Battersea. got a lot of grievances over yeah, the years over and the still years. has. But mm. how is it like we used to? Did you know each other? Um he's a bit older than me. I've yeah, always I've him. always known of him to be mm. honest. Um and he got he goes around with people that I know anyway, so Simply got the same circle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So how is it with Battersea and Brixton now? Is there still a lot of violence? Nah, there's not really no violence like that anymore. Maybe between young people, but I don't really hear about it nowadays. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I feel the older lot are slowly coming away from it. Yeah. I've I've seen certain people who I used to have trouble mm-hmm. growing up and we kind of acknowledge each other now. Not mm-hmm. that we have to be friends, but just a little, just a little nod and just carry on walking. Yeah. 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 What about the gang culture in, in Birmingham when you were growing up, Mike? You know, very similar to these guys. Um, when we were younger, it was wild. Like wild. You would genuinely be thinking, well, should I go there? Because this and this can literally happen any minute, like flashpoint. Um, but as we've gotten older, much like these guys, um, I think people's lives are taking them in different directions. Mm. We see people now that we used to have literal, like, life and death beef with and you just you're good we talk to each other we mm. you know what I mean and, and and there's a mutual respect amongst each other because you respect what each other's been through and you mm-hmm. made it through to the other side mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I mean now conversely the young guys they're still a little bit wild and mm. they don't play by the same rules we used to you know um it, <laughs> For, for want of a better phrase, when I say rules, you know, there were certain things that we, we, we did and we didn't do according to the life we lived. And the mm. younger guys, they don't seem to have that, that same um, hold of ethics. Yeah. What, what kind of things do you think those things are, though? Um, I, 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 was, yeah. I, I think the difference is, you know, when we, were, when we were coming up, you would respect your elders. If something got told to you by somebody who had been there, done that beforehand, mm. they said that that was, that was it, that was rule, that was mm-hmm. law. That wouldn't happen to young guys. They ain't listening to them. They, they've they've got no manners. No. Whereas as a, as a kid, I always had mm. manners for the old, for the older lot and that you know. Whereas these ones, they're sending for each other out like, on Snapchat, Instagram, and um, they don't care who your name is now. They don't care who you used to be. They're actually quite vicious. These youngsters mm-hmm. compared to how we was mm-hmm. growing up. Mm-hmm. What do you think's missing then? And the kids today, what even years back then when you were involved in that life, what do you think is the missing ingredient? Why people choose Respect. that life? Respect is definitely missing from the use, from what we used to grow up. Just like what you said, nobody's listening. So no one's going to listen if it's like a free-for-all. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But I think I actually jumped into your question without even listening to the end. <laughs> <laughs> How about it, Stephen, like your younger brothers? Because you, they kind of looked up to you, so they yeah. follow suit like a sergeant yeah, yeah. or a major, yeah. whatever it is, yeah. like, they followed you. Like, how much does that play in your mind as you get older? Part because when Jira like got stabbed and nearly died, came through it. Like, how much does that affect you? Do you still live mm. on that past sometimes, or can you forget about yeah, it? Yeah, no, you don't forget that. It's hard, isn't it? I, you know, it's hard to articulate unless you've been there and you've seen it. I tell you what's really crazy. It was only recently I realised that what we were going through wasn't normal because it's all we'd ever known. Do you know what I mean? So when we were going through it was like well that's just a Tuesday that's just a Wednesday do you know yeah, what I mean normal day. And, it's only, it's yeah, exactly. and then when, once I got older and it, it was little things like you'd be talking to somebody who mm-hmm. doesn't live in that lifestyle you mentioned something they stop and go what mm-hmm. and it, it dawned on me like oh, actually what I'm talking about isn't normality mm-hmm. that's crazy this is, this is this is 
you know, as far from the norm as you can get. Mm -hmm. um, but to go back to what you were saying, when you, that's my baby brother, do you know what I mean? And I say this to him all the time, I used to change his nappies, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So when I'm looking at my little brother that I love and would give my life for, something like that happened to him, um, you don't forget that. You, you never forget it, you know what I mean? Even if you feel like we've moved past it, you don't forget that. Like, come, it flashes back to me all the time, you know? And it's part of it's an, an accumulation of decisions I made and they are looking up to me, but at the same time, at the time, you don't, you're not thinking, oh, they're looking up to me, so I need to make better decisions because you, you, you think you're smart, but you're not as smart as you could be or you will be once you've gotten older, but you hope you're going to be once you've gotten older and you have a lot more lived experience. Do you know what I mean? Um, um, so, yeah. What about yourself, Louis? Because I know when I had you on the podcast, somebody tried to kill you, shoot you, but they shot the bouncer right through the nut. Like, how? Because you just says that was the first. You actually had to Google that because you thought you'd made it up. The amount, of, the amount. This is crazy. Like the amount of times I've nearly been shot. Yeah. Like I remember just standing there. How many times have you been shot? I've not been shot. I've managed to oh. dodge him. Like my oh, really? brother's been hit a few times mm. when we've been with each other. But I was so confused by this situation. I actually googled it. I was thinking, this did this really happen? Or am I just going mad? It actually did happen. Like I was actually there. I actually stepped over him. Like. And even my brother's situation being stopped, uh, um, shot five times and that as well. Mm. Like I actually Googled these things. Like I needed it to make sense because I was mm. really confused. Mm. But I think what these communities are missing out on is youth clubs. Mm. I always had a youth club growing up around here. Mm. They're, they're missing uh, role models. Um, someone who can actually make these kids see their own potential, you know, because there's some talented kids mm. around here who can either rap, sing, dance, some, um, some acting. We need to make them realise their potential and give them a bit of confidence to really try and make a push for themselves. Mm -hmm. Do you think it just comes down to that though, the opportunities that are around them? Yeah, definitely. There's there's not much opportunities. Like on my, I've, I live on a very big estate around mm. there. There's not one youth club. Mm. They mm. took the football pen away. There's not a football pen on the estate. Where do they expect these mm. kids to go? They're going to go to the fifth floor of the blocks, chilling yeah. out, smoking up there. Yeah. See, so what, you're involved in that league, Quince, mm. that. What was going through your nut when you started shooting at the coppers? The what? The the you know the the thing before I get to that the one mm -hmm. thing that I find is is it's hard and it's very confusing is you see when you're when you're living that life, what's good is is made to seem bad and what's bad is made to seem good, so that's where the confusement is. So mm -hmm. me even trying to talk to my brother on a level and say I've got a problem, I wouldn't do that because then I think big bro might think I'm weak. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh. When really I've got a problem mm. and I need him to talk to him about it. Do you get mm. what I'm saying? And then I might I might want to be kind to him. And a man be like, oh, that's that's some that's some weak behaviour. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's kind of this distortion of what's good and what's right and what's wrong and what's bad. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? That needs to kind of get sorted out, I think. Yeah. Do you know How what I mean? lost do you think you are when you're like I say you're taking car chases, you're shooting at the police like yeah. do you look back then no, and think it's like what you said, no, I think that's normal. I think that's normal. I'm not trying to go to prison, so I'm going to start shooting at police at the same time because I just think that's normal. I don't want to go to prison. Mm. I'm not thinking, oh, God, I need to throw it out because I need to um, get rid of the gun. The only way I think I can get out is shooting at them. So that's just normal. That's what I'm saying. Bad is good and good is bad. Do you know what I mean? So like what you said, yeah. people might think, I, the thing I'm talking about might seem like it's, like it's crazy to someone else. To me, that's normal. 
these questions. I thought it was normal uh, at the time, anyway. He's questioning your sanity, basically think he's possibly could be insane. E- even when I hear oh, I so and so and so's been yeah. shot, it's it's just don't it doesn't phase me. Oh, is it? No mm. way. Is he good or it just that seems normal. Mm-hmm. And I know deep down it's not normal, mm. you know? Mm. I always knew I wasn't crazy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so they, 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 they used to, I don't know if we said, did we mention this on the last podcast? I can't remember. So they used to call me Mad Mickey Two Guns and I hated that they were calling me Mad. So I'm like, I'm not mad. I, I know every single thing I'm doing, every, every single thing I did and that I was a part of was genuinely calculated. Every mm. single part of it. There was no random or just every single thing I thought about thoroughly. Mm-hmm. I was always one of those kind of people. Mm-hmm. So I can take ownership of that now and take accountability and say, look, all those things that I did that I'm not particularly proud of. And I've said this before, my, my son didn't even know. I used to hide all this stuff. He only mm-hmm. knew once he came up and saw what was going on on the podcast last time. Because when I changed the direction of my life, I tried to keep those things away from the people that I loved and that I cared about that were around me. But now that I'm older, wiser, take accountability and understand what I was doing and the psychology behind what I was doing. I can tell you right now, I, but every single thing I did, I did on purpose. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I get that. Uh, see your kids and stuff, like how hard is it once they get older and see the rep- rep- reputation that their dad had, thinking they could possibly follow suit? Like, does that become a problem? It does. If So I actively tried to ensure that he didn't know that element of my life mm. because I didn't want my son to grow up and be a prick, right? And I know you all know these guys, right? Where they, whether it's the kids or the little brother or whatever, and they grow up and they're, they're telling you, uh, oh, do you know who my dad is? Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. I never wanted my son yeah. to be that guy. Mm. I wanted my son to live a good, clean, healthy life. And I have to give his mother a lot of praise for this because she really enforced that with an iron fist. You know what I mean? Mm. Even when I was still in that transitional period of, of trying to change my life, she just laid down the law. Do you know what I mean? Now my son's a good kid. And um, that was a fear of mine. And it was part of the reason why I knew I, I kind of had to change direction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How was it in Brixton as well? Quince mm. when you're, because your dad, was it Vince? He's Vince, a top yeah. boy in Brixton. Yeah, yeah. He's very well known mm-hmm. that. How much does that then play a mind? And did you have to live up to that reputation? Does that become harder? Not really. It was a bit different because, like I said, I got I got thrown at the home, the family home, innit? So I was hanging around in Brixton, but I was kind of on the run from him. So really, his friends, if they see if they see me, they report to him. So I wasn't getting no perks mm. of you know like him being my stepdad. I was more like I got extra policemen looking for me basically and all of his friends in the community. So anytime they see me, they report to him. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't a thing of, you know, I get a pound or I get patted on my back or, or look after him, he's thinking Bob's son. It wasn't really like that. No one wasn't around, no one wasn't allowed to look after me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it was a bit different. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of by myself. Because yourself, Lewis, you went on jobs with your dad, Robin mm-hmm. Banks, like, that's a different end of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. hiding from his and you're working with yours. Like how, when people look at that and think that, your dad's probably think he's protecting you because you're going to do the job anyway. I, I would have done it regardless yeah. Yeah, with my dad or without. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad, obviously, you know the story already. My dad's been in prison majority of my life anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I've always been a bit of a grafter and he just kind of thought, you know what, he's going to do it regardless anyway. 
you know. Mm. Um, as much as he didn't want me to do it, he knew I was still going to do, do it with or without him anyway, you know. Mm. Um, but he, he always tried to push me the other way, Lou, go and get a trade. But I found it hard. You're telling me mm. to go and get a trade, Dad. But you're not working a nine-to-five either. Mm. So why am I going to want to do that? You've not shown me how to do it. So um, that's the only thing I will say, like, which stopped me from getting a nine-to-five. But at the same time, he did try and push me. I just, it wasn't happening, you know. Mm. You think but, if you saw your old man doing the trade himself, that you might have gone in that direction? Definitely, because I've always looked up to my dad. Like, mm. I think my dad's mm. like wicked, like loving me as well, mm. respected like yeah, yeah. around London and stuff. So I probably would have followed what he done. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. I'm not. I can't blame him for everything because I've got a lot of. Fr- you can have been before or after. Do you reckon you'd have followed him after? Because sometimes when you get a taste of it, there's no going back. Yeah, because remember, I've been in prison before for cash and transits, mm-hmm. and that was without my dad, yeah. you mm-hmm. know? So he knew what I was getting up to, but he was in prison already doing like a ten and a half, some firearm mm-hmm. charges before that. Um, I think when my dad was so, so well-respected, I kind of wanted that as well, you know? Mm. But it's, only, it's only like now I'm like 36 and I'm looking back thinking, Lou, man, mm-hmm. you, I've, actually, I've actually got potential, which I can actually see now. Mm-hmm. I just wish I had it back then as a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think the guidance then comes into play family yep. upbringing? Yeah, yeah, it definitely 100%. does. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, I can't blame him for everything because I got, I had a lot of friends who was in and out of prison and graft in a way as well. And that, you mm-hmm. know, what about the family home, Mike? Like, how hard, how much yeah, influence is that to young kids? Massive, massive. It's, um, I mean, we, me and my brothers, we came from a home where we were, even though the 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 marriage between my mother and father was quite dysfunctional. I told you that they were married for over 30 years. How they did that? I don't know, because the dysfunction that we saw <laughs> in the house, but you know, fair play to them. Um, we were a close-knit family, because we didn't have much. We just had each other. Do you know what I mean? And I took my, my like I said, my role as big brother real serious. And um, because of that, because I understood the importance of um, what the family home could play, each relationship I've had, and you know, I've had children subsequently, from that, I've tried to keep that that home together. You know what I mean? Because I understood how important that could be, and I understood how important the influence of what you're doing mm-hmm. in that house can be. Do you know what I mean? It is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was it for yourself that like, being from the broken home as well? That like, does mm. that just set you off as a non-starter, basically, as a kid, or did you think you had potential to do something? Now, obviously, I was doing boxing, didn't it? So mm-hmm. I always thought I had potential to do something, but it wasn't what I wanted to do. Do you know what I mean? I was actually forced to do boxing. So I was trying to basically living out someone else's dream. Mm-hmm. I was doing football. And then he took me out of that, put me into boxing. But I didn't like boxing. Every time I stepped in the ring, it wasn't what I wanted. You know, I didn't want to get hit in my face and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Trust. Yeah, but I had to do it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because that's what he wanted me to do. So obviously it helped me out later on in life, but it wasn't the life that I wanted to go into mm-hmm. for that to help me anyway. So yeah, I, I knew I had potential to do things, but I just, I didn't have a chance to express what I wanted to express. Yeah. See, when you're in prison and you're from a certain area, being a gang member, like, is it harder to survive or is it easier because you've got other people around you? Depends what wing you land on when you get there. <laughs> <laughs> you by yourself or you're with your man. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Do you so. get the heads up before you get in though? Yeah, half. Um, I'll give you a situation. I got to um, HMP only 2017. And I remember um, one of our mutual friends, Dragon, Got on, uh, lucky I had him on the wing anyway. Got on the wing, and I've looked upstairs, and I've seen like six fellas. I recognised every single one of them. 
Not from the right block. Not from my block. I was thinking, <laughs> oh, this ain't going to go too well, is it? Mm-hmm. Yes, no. Do you know what I mean? So I, <laughs> I said, miss, where's my cell? And she's pointed to the cell where they're all standing outside of. Mm. And you know, I thought, fuck it, I'm just going to go up there now anyway. So I've gone in my cell, put my bags in, come back out. And I've looked at them all. I said, do you want to fight me? Do you want to fight me? Mm. And anyway, uh, my pals come and intervened. But as like the days are going Days have gone past, weeks have gone past, months have gone past. Start getting a little nod of the head, little thumbs up. Mm. Start talking to a couple of them, you know. And to this day, I'm in contact with a couple of them, you know. So it just it just takes time for these things to start um, yeah. mm. cooling you, back down again. You, you know? know, when you're in that kind of environment, there's a how can I put this kind of a, a purity about that environment because you can't hide. You know, <laughs> when you when you when you when you're out here and you've got those kind of problems with people and it's genuine, it yeah. could be genuinely fatal. People can hide in their area. You never yeah. see this person for how long, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they might be with some friends when you see them next time. But when you're in that kind of environment, because it happened to me, something similar, yeah. and you're in there, it's you and them. And yeah. like, you're going to face this. Yeah. If you show any sign of weakness in that environment, it's curtains. Exactly. You are food for the entire prison sentence. Mm. And uh, much like you, something similar happened to me when I went in on my, my first charge. You know, my, my first charge I went in there was an attempt attempt murder. And um, when I'd gone in, I'd gone straight into the wing where that whole squad is, is there. Now I mm. was, I've said this before, I've never been part of a gang. Yeah, it may have seen that way because it's a large family and, uh-huh. and, and a, a close-knit community where I was from, do you know what I mean? But we never actually said we were against it. Mm-hmm. It had never happened, mm. do you know what I mean? So when I had gone in, you got all these people and I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right, get serious. But also at that time, my mentality was I didn't care. Like mm-hmm. at that point it was like, well, something's gonna happen to you or it's gonna happen to me. And I always had a big set of balls so when I had gone there and I'd showed him I'm not scared, much like what happened with you, eventually it was like, peace yeah, yourself yeah. mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you're sitting down, you, you're playing chess, you're mm-hmm. playing pool, and uh, you build a, a mutual respect because mm-hmm. you understand that this can get real between us in here, or we can be men and you can hold your corner, our whole mm-hmm. mind is mutual respect. We may not ever be the best of friends, mm-hmm but we won't bring any harm to each other unless you, you know, cross the line. You know, the wrong person can always come into prison and change that, though, isn't it? Yeah, they can. One yeah. wrong person. <laughs> what, what, yeah, used to, um, starter, huh? what used to be the worst? So say, like, we're on the wing now, we're calm, yeah. like, we haven't got a problem with these guys now, we're just cracking on with our sentence. Mm. Then one of the boys, one of your own friends comes to the to the jail and he's yeah. just on the absolute madness. Yeah. So now... You're chilling with him for... You're chilling with your friend. <laughs> and then it, the drama starts all over again. Mm. So sometimes it takes for that bigger person to say, do you know what, I'm tired. I'm tired, mm-hmm. you know? But it's, it's kind of hard for people to walk away from that mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and just leave your friend. Yeah. How many mm-hmm. people were involved in Hansworth and Birmingham gangs? It was on many people, was many enemies, many other... Oh yeah, that's it's, it's, it's crazy. It's like part of the culture down there. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll never know what started it or what helps to continue, but it's very difficult for something to stop when you have a personal stake in it. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, you, you know, you, when, you, when you're telling a young man or a young woman, you know, you want to change the way you're living, it, it, you need to not do that. And they're thinking, yeah, but this person did this to my brother, this person did it to my cousin. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to tell that person what they should or shouldn't be doing. Yeah in that moment with these people that are around because those emotions are raw. It takes a lot, it takes time. Uh, something that we never do where we're from in the hood in the ghetto, we, we, there's, there's no therapy. 
Mm. There's no counseling. There's no talking to anybody. Mm. I've never known anybody personally that has ever had any harm come about to them, been offered any therapy or counseling, anything of that nature. They've never spoken to anybody. They just kind of suck it up and the evil sink or swim. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And, um, yeah, it's 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 a difficult one. It's a difficult one, and and it's it's why I personally, you know, with my lived experience, I try to talk to those young men and those young women and explain mm -hmm. to them like, look, this can go very wrong. I have been fortunate. I've been blessed where that I haven't seen the kind of physical harm certain people have seen. I haven't ended up doing life in jail. A lot of the people I grew up with, they're, they're dead or they're in prison for life. They're ne they ain't never coming out. Do you know what I mean? And um, when I'm trying to articulate this to some of the younger people, it can be it can be difficult sometimes because some of those people are like, you're a has-been. Like, well, mm -hmm. You tell me now, I'm living this now. But um, I'd like to think that mm -hmm. some of them, you know, it's getting through to some of them. Yeah. Some of the work that, you know, we've been mm -hmm. doing, doing for a little while. How hard is it, Quince, when you have to look over your shoulder if other people are trying to kill you? And uh, when you when you first come out, it's it's difficult. But like I said, the when I first when I came out this time, they banned me from London, and so I got moved to Manchester. So that was kind of like the best thing that could happen to me. But even then, even if I'm, even if you're talking to me on the street, you can see me looking left, right, left, right, left, right. Do you know what I mean? It's not easy, especially if now I can't carry a gun. Do you know what I mean? Before when I carry a gun, it's just a bit more calmer, but if I can't carry a gun, it's very difficult, man. Is that the mindset very to difficult. have something on you every day? To yeah, have every day, every day. Once, once, once you've got people shooting at you all the time, you have to find a way to, you know, kind of avoid them shooting you. And it's to buy a gun, isn't it? That's mm -hmm. the only way I saw, because at first I was just, I wasn't, I wasn't shooting back. I was just going to parties and getting shot at. It was like fun. I was taking ease. I was just living a good lifestyle and I just thought it was funny every day I got away. But then after a while, the buzz wears off and you realise people are trying to really kill you. So you got to do something about it. And after that month, two months, it happened quite quick. And everything just happened quick, spiral out of control and I ended up in prison. So probably the best place for me at the time because I would have done something or something would happen to me. So. Yeah, dead or killed someone. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been doing life, and I was in lo I was in prison with a lot of people who were doing life. Even those guys from Birmingham, what was he called Marcus and that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was next door to him. He used to knock my door. I asked to play yeah, football. I was bro. Next door to that guy. Man. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I know them. I know those. Yeah. Like those guys. And I spoke well. to him properly. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like you know, like his heart's heavy yeah. and that. Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah. How was the racism in prison as well? Where? Was that much more? Nah, but you know, I'm telling you, inmates. I didn't, I didn't see none of it. It's more like staff. I need, I, well, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I never, I, I have no recollection, any memory of experiencing. No, not as an adult. When I was inside. No, when I was young. Yeah, when you were young. Mm. Yeah, when I was in Portland. Right. And then as you a rough to Wales. That, you know. Oh, you know what? Saying actually, yeah. um, <laughs> I was in a. Um, what do they call those when you just before you, you you're old enough to go into? Why? Yeah, but the like a like a. Yeah, one of those kind of wild things. Just before the wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a smaller yeah. one, isn't it? Mm -hmm. some sort some, of yeah, that was kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I remember I was in that when I was real young. Mm -hmm. And um, I was in Liverpool. Mm -hmm. There was a little bit of racism there. It wasn't oh, like wasn't a security unit. Yeah, that's, that's security, what they call yeah, it. Yeah, security, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I remember, but not, not really any racism. Mm -hmm. I think I think at the time back then, it wasn't as multicultural as it is now. Yeah. So it was a bit strange. But uh, to be honest, overall, I, I never really experienced any racism while I was inside. How was the relationship with Birmingham in London? Was there any no, friction? It's fine. Oh, it's, it's always fine. been cool to my knowledge. Yeah, yeah it's fine. fine. 
So yeah, cool. fine. Next door yeah. neighbours, everything's fine. Yeah, so it'd be, like it'd be I said, I used to meet up with your brother years ago, and yeah. as always, to come down and yeah. check us, yeah, yeah. do a bit of music and that. When we was younger, we had one drama. Yeah. <laughs> you, <hear this>? <laughs> you know Simba? Yeah. Oh, so my brother's saying, we know yeah. Zimba. Zimba. Zimba <laughs> or Zimba? Oh, I know who he's talking about. Short guy. Yeah, I know who he's talking about. I don't going to say his name. I know Short. Talking about. I know who he's talking about. Yeah. And there was Abidan as well. Right. Remember Abidan? Yeah, we was in Ellsbury together. Right. We had just a little bit of drama. Yeah. But then I was in jail with them as adults. Was, was that was that no a drama. Birmingham, London thing or just a as men a thing? thing? No, it was just a kind of our own our own disputes. It's, 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 but, it's, but what happens is the man them stick together over there, the man them stick together yeah, yeah, over yeah. there, and it just seems like it's yeah. them versus us. But it wasn't really. It was yeah. just one man had a problem with another man. I don't think I, I never encountered yeah, any kind of um, no. beef well, I spoke the to him the other day on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Good guy. <laughs> you see? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, you know, what happens a lot of the times when you when you get into some of these beefs in jail, like if it's not something that was external and you've come in with it, when it happens in there, it's a lot of the time it's just it stays in too there, many balls in a pen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if we all was inside and we all got into it with one another. If we actually sat down to get to know one another, we all probably all mm -hmm. like each other, probably all be mates, but when you, you got, there's all this testosterone, your balls in a pen and you're trying to show mm -hmm. everybody you're not a punk, you, you know, things can get a little bit wild. Why is it the, the postcode wars? Why is it people, kids fighting over nothing? It's, it is silly that you get older, you get wiser, but mm. then if somebody told you, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, mm. listen, this is bad, you'd have told them to fuck off. Yeah, I would have. So it's hard, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But, but where yeah. does it come from? Is it just human nature to fight and cause wars and cause destruction? Have you ever heard of that experiment they did with those chimpanzees where um, they put like the fruit... The bananas. The bananas. And they take one out, and sprinkle one, water. And, and, they, and what they yeah. did was um, every time they kept shocking yeah. the, the, the monkey and eventually all the chimpanzees got changed and every time one of the chimps went to touch it, they just kept battering the There's chimp. No None of the chimps actually knew why they were doing that. Mm -hmm. It's because it has been passed generationally down. And I mm. think that um, a lot of it is that, you know, some of the kids have no, there's no stake in the, they have no stake in the game. Do you know what I mean? Mm. There's nothing in it for them, but they're involved. Why? They've seen a, a brother, their yeah, dad, that's it. or they've heard of you know. They think it's and normal. then they just think it's cool. They just you know what I mean. Mm, yeah. they're serious. Mm -hmm. You see the difference in hand. You see, and is it the um, the burgers and the Johnnies? How's how far is the um? It's right, but is it right beside each Birmingham other? Birmingham like is a big place. You, see, mm. you know, London. It takes you like an hour and a half to mm -hmm. get from one side to the other. Mm. You do that in twenty minutes in Birmingham. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So people are in close proximity. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I would say I would argue that the actual. The name, the, the, those names of those crews that you just said, they themselves may not exist as it was, mm, mm -hmm. but there are subsidiaries, there are kind of other little names, uh, other little crews that have, have groups come that out, have come up. Right this around. is what happens. It gets yeah. like it's like the names of the gangs just get or um, get changed over the years. Yeah. You know, like most mm. majority of these kids don't even know why they're beefing. They're they have just, no idea. He's just taking on his beef. He's just backing him. He's just mm. going to a madness. He's just got uh, rough for some food. So he's going to get him now. Yeah. So mm. they all just start backing each other and that's mm. where it all comes from, man. Mm. Yeah. Even though you've changed your life, you've matured, you've tried to see the world differently. Do you ever worry that somebody doesn't forget and puts one in your nut? I'm forever still looking over my shoulder to this day. Like you, you can never say no. You can mm. never, you don't know what's going on in someone's house, someone else's head. So I'm, I'm always very alert. Especially if bikes pull up next to me, I'm still looking over my shoulder. Um, I used to be like that. Yeah, I'm not like that anymore. I'm, 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 I'm still yeah. like that. I'm, I'm still like 
get my head sorted out for that sort of stuff and that. But yeah, you just don't know what other people are thinking. You get over so you, yeah. It's PTSD, bro. Yeah. What what <laughs> what we've experienced, what we've lived, like I said before, is not normal. Mm. We've made it, we've normalized it, we think it's normal because it's all we've ever known. And a lot of the feelings that we have, the anxieties and, and, and the, the reactions we have, the responses, mm. is the response to trauma, it's PTSD. That's what that's what a lot of us are going mm. through. And didn't even realize we don't know because we mm. haven't been diagnosed. Because there is no therapy, mm -hmm. there is no counseling, there is nobody to say. Actually, you know, mm -hmm. what your problem is the problem is this, and this is mm -hmm. what I think we should do about that problem. Mm -hmm. We're so we're, we're, we're you know we're we're um, self medicating. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If but I hear I that still loud bang though, out of the blue, I still oh, jump. Balloons mm -hmm. popping all of no, that. No, no, out the blue. If I hear a loud bang, yeah, yeah, bang, I'm still gonna jump. Yeah, I still get ready to duck down and all of that. Yeah, I can't get that. Do you think if kids spoke younger? They would, it would stop them from progressing. I had a man on, he was talking about a parasite. When he gets the first bit of trauma, it's like a parasite because he doesn't address it. It grows bigger and bigger and bigger and eats away at him. And he fueled that with hatred, yeah, rage, that. anger. But he says if he'd caught it a year, two years when it happened, they've defused and it, they've lived his potential. That, do you think it's harder for kids to speak out and go, do you know what, I'm struggling, I've lost a loved one, I've lost a brother? That, do you think it's hard for young kids to speak? I think it's easier now. You think so? Yeah, with the social media and I stuff. I was just thinking the same thing, you know. Yeah. It's 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 no it's out, yeah, it's less out, we had less outlets, innit? We had no outlets. Basically, yeah. yeah we had no outlets. Mm -hmm. But there's always some organisation you could tap into on your phone if you wanted to talk to but someone. But I think like, that's also part of the reason why some of the beefs have just grown exponentially mm -hmm. because back in, the, yeah, back in the day, mm -hmm. you, you might hear a rumor that mm -hmm. somebody said something. Mm -hmm. Now people are putting that on camera and they're sending, they're sending out sending videos video. and that Snapchats mm -hmm. and crazy. That. Mm -hmm. yeah. Rapping it's about wild. what they just done, mm -hmm. yeah. rapping about what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. I feel they're just, they're trying to push more money into prisons when they should be pushing more money into communities mm. yeah. and rebuilding communities, not mm -hmm. rebuilding more prisons. Mm -hmm. Like the prison systems aren't working. And it's not registering in their head that the money funding needs to go into the communities. Mm -hmm. See, when a friend dies, gets murdered, like how does, see, when you're active back in the day, does it just fuel you with more or do you question that you need to change? Um, now, as now or back before, in the day. as a young man? Nah, there's no, you don't think about changing. It's just try and get them back Revenge. in range. Yeah, just try and get them back. That's, that's, that's the way you think when you're young. Mm. Was there no devil above you to say, look, try to teach what you are trying to teach now? I didn't have none above me trying I, to teach me. No. Mm -mm. Um, I only I only ever had one person in my life. And that's, that's not speaking negatively about the men that were involved in my life. I think mm. they were just trying to teach me the best they could with what they had around them because they had mm. grown up in stuff that was similar as well. And so they were just trying to teach me how to keep myself safe in the environments that I was in. But there was one person, and it was my uncle Jeff, who, and he he went on to be a, a lawyer and had his own law firm. And he always saw potential in me, he was always called me over, your nephew, come over here to me. And he tried to give me game, he tried to explain to me, like, why are you doing, why are you here with this cousin, or why are you doing that? Mm. And at the time, I knew what he was telling me was right, but I didn't appreciate the wisdom I was being mm. given at the time. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I have that one person, but as for elders within the community or other guys, I, no one was coming to you and telling mm -hmm. me any of that stuff. And if they do, it'd be in the wrong way. 
Like if you don't stop that, you're gonna be dead before you're twenty or whatever. Duh, duh, duh. I would have appreciated even hearing that. Yeah, but when I heard that, I don't even hear it. We didn't even hear that. Yeah, I didn't even hear it when I heard that. Yeah, because I'm thinking. I'm 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 thinking I'm Superman, innit? Yeah. I can't die. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? At that time. Mm. So it's not even nothing I want to hear. I think you like you're just trying to jinx me. Jim, you're in prison. How does what affect your mum and other family members, the people who care? Affects them a lot. Affects them more than anyone, especially your mother. Do you know what I mean? My mother done the rounds to me like around the whole country, just trying to visit me, staying in hotels, because things are far. And it was all out of her pocket. Do you know what I mean? I never had no money to help her or anything. Do you know what I mean? So it was just, yeah, it was hard. Mm-hmm. It was hard watching her go through it. Even have, having like mum's house door kicked off every other week. Mm. That's stressful in itself, having to tidy up after the police. And like mm. you said, doing the uh, prison visit rounds, it's not a joke whether mm. they're getting on the bus, and getting on Durham, the trains. Places like Durham, Durham that. that's, 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 that's a mission. It's all costing money. Mm. And even getting money sent in, it's all, it's, it's all money. Mm. Yeah, yeah you it know catches what? up. <laughs> Do you know I've never really actually given any thought to how my mother was affected that might seem Mm-mm. strange right now no i know exactly what you mean right mm-hmm. now is the only time i've mm-hmm. really my mom when i'm thinking about it for a long time she was going through madness because when when i was getting into trouble that door was coming off all the time she was always in and out of court mm-hmm. coming to visit me in different prisons around the country and then that happened with all of her kids mm-hmm. So that happened with my two brothers and my sister. Yeah. And it was, I'm pretty sure, was there a stage where we were all in together at one time? One person, one person. Yeah, but I can't remember the last time when all of us were out together as a mm-hmm. family and could be like at home for Christmas mm-hmm. or something. Um, there was always that somebody was who was in, you know what I mean? Missing. And, um, but the, the the thing is with my mum, if if you if you know my mother, mm-hmm. she's a, I said this before, she's a tough old bird. Mm-hmm. You can't read you can't read her. This woman. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And it's part probably part of the reason why mm-hmm. I, I took on the character I, I have, mm-hmm. you know, having a poker face. Mm-hmm. And it probably did affect her a lot, but she never showed it. Just get on of it, innit? Yeah, she never showed it. For me, it was a bit different with my mum. Obviously, my dad's in and out of prison. My older brother in and out of prison for drugs. Mm. My mum actually ended up in a mental hospital. Mm. Yeah, so she's been in and out of there on different medications. She's back to normal now, thank God. um, We was part of that. My mum relied Mm. on us for everything. Not for everything, Mm -hmm. but having that door kicked off for me, my dad, my brother, Mm. prison visits, sending money in. It caught up with her, you know. Mm. She ended up going to a mental hospital and I'm so thankful she's still with us to today. She's like off the medication and she's doing a lot better now, you know. Mm. Yeah, that's good. So we've got to realise, the the youngsters watching this, they need to realise we put our family through hell. Mm. Mm. Did you block that out, mate, because of that kind of shit that you did put her through? Probably, I'd have to get her some thought, you know. Mm -hmm. I'd have to get her some Mm. thought. Um... I think when you are in a lifestyle, you are selfish. You are just kind of thinking of yourself. Cause I don't, I don't think at the time I was thinking of anybody around me or what they were going through. I was just thinking of me, myself safe. This mm. is what we're going to do. This is what I'm doing. Um, so it had never, it had never, it just never come into my mind. I'm just kind of a, okay, drink a tall glass of man the fuck up and get on with it. You know, mm. that's kind of how, 
mm. kind of how we did it, you know. Yeah, it's a sad existence as well, isn't it? To feel like that, you're just mm -hmm. a case I get fucking on with it and don't talk about your feelings, don't worry about anybody else you're hurting. But when it all boils down to it, the only person you're really hurting is yourself. Yeah. Because it's like self-harming, that madness, the shootings, the robberies, the fighting, like the arguments, like it's damaging to but, hear. But do you think like over the last years, over the last, I don't know how many years, that has just been the role of a man just to get on of it? Mm -hmm. Even if it's not crime, just get on of it. You don't complain about anything, you just get on of it. Yeah. I think even though we're talking about it in a crime way, I think that's just the, the role of a man over the so mm -hmm. many years. Just get on of it, don't complain, it's just get up, go to work, no matter how bad things are at home, or you just get up and you get on with it. How hard do you think it is for a man to survive in this day and age? Whether it's involved in crime or not? It's, it's definitely, it's, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard. Because they've got a lot of challenges now, especially with these, this new way these women are thinking and these feminism people and all <laughs> You laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? So it's, it's a bit more challenging now. And people like to call called everything into question that you do mm -hmm. and it's magnified on Instagram and everything and yeah so it's a bit more difficult do you think men are losing a bit of their masculinity do you think we're starting to lose a bit with all the soft we're shit we're losing men that? we're losing men yeah. that's, that's what because we're losing testosterone has dropped and men are suicide numbers are through the roof so mm. something's not fucking right mm. we're alpha we should be men we should be out like you said mm. even talking about it even though it's all people talk I'm here to listen nobody fucking cares no, nobody don't. actually does fucking listen anyway do you know especially what I mean? to like, men if yeah. a man was starting complaining saying oh yeah I'll be going for you I had a it's funny you should say this when I was talking to somebody the other day I had a little debate with some some women actually because um, they were trying to argue that they really want their man to be sensitive and mm. open up emotionally to them and I was like that's bullshit mm -hmm. you don't really want that even if you believe in this moment yeah. you want that the minute that man starts putting his head on your shoulder and weeping about how bad the day was, he's got a little boo-boo on his knee. <laughs> he's a cuddle. You're going to be turned off. You're not going to want that guy. Do you know what I mean? And what I was telling the guys was like, listen, to the other guys that were listening, I said, look, yes, it is important to talk. But if you want to talk, talk to one of your male friends. Like, mm -hmm. Talk to your brother. Talk to your dad. Like, mm -hmm. Speak to somebody who you can relate to. Don't talk to, to relate to you. <laughs> Don't. Don't and, and I know that I'm probably going to get a whole bunch of flack right now on this with the women that the, the women that do watch, but I, I feel I feel like as men, yes, we do need to talk a little bit more because we don't like mm -hmm. you said we just bottle up and we just get on with mm -hmm. it. But we need to talk to each other. Yeah, that's what that's true. Do. They just go around the table and talk shit. Yeah. But like you said, that mm -hmm. crying and feeling sorry for yourself in front of a woman for me, they would walk over the top of you. They would be sucking your best friend off no, by fucking It's okay being a bit of sensitivity from your kids mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. It's understandable, but you've still got to rule the house. You've still got to put get your fucking yeah. hard hat on and go out and provide that. We're men at the end of the day, and that, like, there's no point in playing it down and saying being sensitive and talk. Mm -hmm. We can talk as well, but talking about it every day would just put you in a fucking depression. It, it does. Mm -hmm. it, it <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I believe it is more spoken spoken about though, like uh, men's mental health and stuff on like socials and that. But like you said, like keep talking about it every day. It just depresses you, man. I've stopped mm -hmm. to be honest, like talking about it as much. But, um, because you can feel sorry for yourself you can feel sorry for yourself but I think having discussions as men like at a table mm -hmm. like this I think I'd, I'd rather do that than yeah mm -hmm. talk to the uh, missus what have you done to get through it though like the, the, the sleepless nights like thinking about your mum thinking about your dad because I know how much you love your dad and mm. he's still in prison like, how have you managed to get through it has it been tough um, it's been tough like there was 
days and nights when I was in prison, when I was, when I used to go to sleep, I just think, oh, I wish I don't even wake up in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then I get better days thinking, Do you know what, I'm going to make something called myself. Mm -hmm. You know, like when you can feel something good's going to happen for yeah, yourself. Yeah, you feel so, that buzz, like you when know I get something's going to go right. When I get that buzz, I just think, yeah, just keep cracking on, Lou. Just be consistent mm -hmm. with what you're doing. It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I keep telling myself that every day. Yeah, good on you, brother. What about yourself, mate? Ever think just fucking ending it? Nah, I talk to my brothers. Mm -hmm. These Sick. guys hear me like vent all the time, man. I was phoning one of them. Yo, what are you doing? Yeah, listen, man. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and yeah. they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother, you know, really, he, he listens to me a lot, man. We speak to each other a lot. We phone each other, you know. And um, because you need to bounce off another man as a man, in my mm. opinion. Do you know what I mean? And and we with, with my, my brothers particularly, we were discussing this on the car on the way up, uh, on the way down, I should say. We hold each other accountable. So we'll call each other out on our bullshit mm. or if we're like, yeah, but that, you know, that's you're full of shit there. Mm -hmm. Or yo, you, you, what you need to do is this. Um, and we do that and we, we hold each other to a high standard. Do you know what I mean? That's good. Love and that. if, 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 if one of us are feeling like something ain't gonna work, the other one pulls up one back up, pull your trousers up. What the hell mm. are you doing? You know what I mean? Check, have you still got them set of knots in between your legs? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's mm -hmm. get on with it. Yeah, you're a man, let's go. Mm -hmm. And that's how we do it. Do you know what I mean? We, we understand that sometimes you may not feel um, as, as, as good as you want to feel. But like I said before, my, mm -hmm. my brothers and I, we hold each other accountable and we will pull each other up, man. But bootstraps. Yeah, where do you think mm -hmm. you'd be now, though, if you'd lost one of your younger brothers? I don't even want to think about it. Mm -hmm. I, honestly, I, I, when I've, like I said, you know, when I saw that happen to my, my little brother, um, I still like what you're talking about it now and I'm, the, the images are coming into my head. Do you know what I mean? Um, I was devastated, man, at that time. You know, I thought I was going to lose my, my little brother and I was bawling my eyes out, man. You know what I mean? I don't want to feel that feeling again. Mm -hmm. I think that we all have adjusted the way we live and how we conduct ourselves in, in public. Mm -hmm. So stuff like that wouldn't happen again. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's something I don't really want to... Did you just have that discussion though, that no because i know you've never really had the discussion with your brother maybe you did a few we, we, weeks ago we've actually had that sit down and spoke about that just um, recently yeah that evening when he was show, had a little cuddle and that and my brother got released yesterday as well so oh, good, man. Good. yeah yeah he's dog bit the policeman oh, you got <laughs> you got not guilty yesterday he's out good mate but like, how is that to go through that discussion to try and block all that shit out it was to then coming ahead with it is that a release it was a release you know like, i just got goosebumps because we, we oh. it's, it's about two months ago now we had this conversation and we looked at each other I was like I missed you tell man I put my arms around him spoke about the situation full like out I got my big brother back again um, mm -hmm. it was a nice feeling to mm -hmm. let something go like, did you ever have those no, discussions no, not too long ago say maybe a year ago my my little brother had a um, had a situation where he might not be coming out of prison so obviously I've never felt like that before. Always, it was always me, you know, like going to prison. I've never had to feel like my, my little brother not coming back home again. So, and I've been out here for a long. So, uh, obviously, I know. Also, you know, watching your mum, because now you know, obviously, what your mum's going through, and the little brother might not be able to come back out again. But I, I it was kind of lonely at the time. I was just at home all the time, just drinking, smoking weed, just every day, just going kind of down all the time do you know what i mean it was hard it was scary just thinking about i can't do nothing because obviously i've done bird mm -hmm. and so to think my little brother's not coming back out it was a lot for me to deal with man do you see a lot of yourself and your wee brother um i do we've had we've had two different kind of lives 
Do you know what I mean? So obviously when I when I say do it different like lives, it's like my life's mostly been in prison. Do you know what I mean? He's been out here a lot. Do you know what I mean? So, and that's probably what I was fearful of him. Like, for me, I would have, I would have kind of like preferred it to have been me because he's not used to it. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I was scared for him. Like, I was very protective over him and I just didn't know how to deal with it. That's how you feel when you're a big brother, though. Yeah, that's, I just didn't know how to when deal with it. You automatically feel like, yeah, you feel like, okay, I want to take their place. Yeah. Follow why you know I wish that was me instead, and you you feel this sense of obligation, and um, uh, um, this sense of responsibility, and it, so when something happens to them, you feel like you failed. Mm. You know what I mean? You, you feel like you just didn't do your job properly. Mm-hmm. And so I can relate to exactly yeah, what, what you're saying. I remember the first time my, my brothers went inside, and I was absolutely wounded. Do you know what I mean? Um, and and the grace of God that they're, they're both here, they're both healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When does it does it ever come to a head when you you have a breakdown, an emotional breakdown, where you just cry and you think, what the fuck is going on, like, or does it just constantly, like you say, drink the pint, or not give a fucking, just soldier on? That's kind of how we did it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of how we did. It. And I'm not saying there's any right or wrong way mm. to to handle those things. Do you know what I mean? It's just the mm. way that 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 we did it. Mm. Like the night before his verdict, I cried praying. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if that's a breakdown, but I cried praying. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I just couldn't deal with the verdict being guilty. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I was crying that night before before his verdict. Do you know what I mean? And then I woke up and he got not guilty. Yeah. So, I got not guilty. That's good to hear, man. Yeah, yeah, for real. But your brother in prison still alive. Like, your brother's still here. Like, yeah. Your dad's mm-hmm. still here. Your brother's still here. Like, there's so many families who've lost their son, who've mm-hmm. lost their father. Like, the mm-hmm. grief that they have. Because... My mum's lost two brothers to murder and the grief is always there. It's never mm-hmm. away. No matter how successful you come, mm-hmm. the suit on, the pain's still here mm-hmm. at night. You, you think about the past, people say, oh, mm-hmm. I forget. You never forget. No, you can't forget. But for people who've lost those loved ones, it's difficult. Like, their life is ruined. Mm-hmm. But it's never the same again. You, yeah. you kind of push on and you kind of mask it all with mm-hmm. the bullshit and the fancy words. But mm-hmm. in reality, there's something internal that scars you for fucking life. I can't imagine how it feels. I can't imagine losing one of my siblings mm-hmm. do you know what I mean uh, when I pray I, I, I pray for them seriously mm, every day yeah you know I wanted to ask you because um, when when you saw you, you, did you say your brother was released yesterday or today you got released yesterday you yesterday. Me and didn't tell me have any of you guys ever I didn't tell you you didn't tell me you surprised me <laughs> did, did, have any of you guys ever genuinely asked one of your siblings how are you you okay no I have, but that's only since. And I bet that was recent, right? Since that's happened to him. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. It was I even just never, a text. Right, bro? I, I was talking doing? to. I was talking to Marvin Bobby Shea. He's not here today. Mm. Um, and I remember one time we was talking about Gorilla. You know what I mean? And mm. often things would come up because you'd, you'd be talking about memories and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we, we were speaking directly about what had happened to him. And I turned to him and I said, "You know what? I've never asked him if he's okay." Never. I've never asked him mm-hmm. how do you feel about that like you're good mm-hmm. what's happening what are you going through they'd never happen because mm-hmm. we just had this mentality of you lived you're mm-hmm. okay All right, let's yeah, go that's cool. it. Let's, let's, go. let's go yeah do you know what I mean and um, and that's why I ask you guys if you yes. if you've ever asked so mm-hmm. the, re- the reason why I asked uh, me and my brother done a little documentary just around the estate and it's yeah. not until I see my brother in front of the camera mm-hmm. telling his story that I was looking at him 
Sweet, I love you, man. Just looking at my brother. Mm. Then see, after that, I got tears. Like yeah. mm. after that, that's when we had had the conversation. You know. Yeah. Mm. You think as men we fake a lot of laughter, fake a lot of jokes, and fake that we're okay? Or do you think we have to do that because nobody fucking cares? Me personally, I think we have to do that because no one cares. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But that's just my mentality. Maybe it's a coping mechanism. Mm. Maybe, but I tell you one thing though: it's allowed me to achieve a lot more than I should have been able to achieve mm. coming from where I've come from because I have that mentality because I have that no one cares work harder let's go yeah and uh, I think we all me and my siblings all kind of have that to some degree mm -hmm. you know what I mean and where one falls short the other one tries to pick the other one up mm. do you know what I mean how much does exercise help because I know you've done the MMA how much did that change your life a lot massively I'll tell you <laughs> something that's probably what got me away from the people I was with because mm -hmm. I was around some people who some genuine, genuinely unsavory people mm -hmm. some genuinely dangerous people mm -hmm. you know I consider them to mates mm -hmm. and friends people I grew up with yeah, yeah. To, to, to the average person it's a dangerous person mm -hmm. and um, when I first stepped into a gym to, to, to learn how to fight what I found was if I'm in the gym at 11am means I can't see anyone till 2, 3 mm -hmm. when they're saying yo we're going to link up at 6 I'm like ah oh, I can't, you know, I got, my next, training session. I got <laughs> my next training session at six, but I might see you guys later. By that time, I'm tired. tired. I to go to bed yeah. and then get back up to train. So what mm -hmm. that pulled me away from everybody. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Next thing you knew, I was fighting professionally. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, mm -hmm. I've, I've been lucky enough to, 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 to fight across Europe, man. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I fought even for, uh, my last contract was with Cage Warriors. You know, Cage Warriors is kind of a, um, a partner company of the UFC. Yeah, mm -hmm. company. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, some of the guys... Yeah, people you... get paid more there than they do UFC. In, in some... Well, not, not in Cage Warriors. He used to get paid a lot. Yeah, he, he took a, a... Yeah, he gets paid a, a lot. A wage cut to join the UFC. Yeah, yeah, he gets paid a lot. Which is mad to he, think. He was able to sell out, like, arenas and shit. Liverpool, he was doing 10,000. Yeah, big following he has. But, you know, I train with guys like, you know, Leon, who's just UFC champion. Do you know what I mean? Mental, that was... Yeah, all those kind of guys, Fabe and all those guys, that's, a, that's those are my training partners. Now. That's, okay. Those are my peers. That's, mm -hmm. those, that's who I'm with every day. You know what <laughs> I mean? Those kind of guys. So it took that, that itself literally took me physically away from the people I was around. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? But then it also helped me develop a, a winning mindset. Right, mindset and, you know yeah. what I mean? And it was like, you're even going to get your ass whooped. You're going to sink or swim there, man, because mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. you're going to get your ass whooped or you're going to do some ass whooping. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm almost... 28 now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm damn near 40. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And um, look good, though. Yeah, no, bad, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm still training. I'm still hanging with the young guys mm -hmm. in the gym. Do you know what I mean? Like I said, I got a couple mm -hmm. of fights coming up. Do you know what I mean? So I'm doing okay, man. I'm, I'm, I'm an advocate of staying healthy, eating healthy, mm -hmm. and, and maintaining yourself in the gym, man. How does that affect your younger brothers then and people around you? Do they see, do they see those positive changes and go, "You're acting different," or does this, they still got the blinkers on? My immediate circle. Yeah, it, you started making yeah, changes. So, it helped them because they they started doing those things as well and mm -hmm. they've got an interest in now one thing i do wish and i tell my brothers this all the time i wish to god they had come into the gym and started doing the martial arts training with me like they didn't necessarily have to fight but i do believe mm -hmm. if they had given me that that kind of brotherly the same brotherly push they give me in life mm -hmm. if they'd given that to me in the gym mm -hmm. man i don't know mm -hmm. 
you know, uh, God, yeah, man. Do you know what I mean? I always mm. say that to mm. them. You know what I mean? But they've they've done what they could with the capacity that they knew yeah. how mm -hmm. to do. Do you know what I mean? Do you feel mm -hmm. blessed to still be here? Hundred percent, every day. But why do you think he's are here? He's clearly here for a reason. But the shit you've been through to still be here to tell the tale that uh, maybe it's just even just to I, you know, even though you know, like you think you might be here for a bigger, so just a simple thing like just being able to help my little brother. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Could be that. Do you know what I mean? I got, I got, I got, I got a grandson now, two years old. Do you know what I mean? So, that's so that's yeah, right, <laughs> I got a two-year-old and an eight-year-old, yeah. Olivia and Malik. Yeah, wow. So, even just to be guide them. Do you know what I mean? See so, when you're younger, but you don't have that. You have that. Don't give a fuck mentality. See when you have grandkids, like how much does that then make you see the world? Because it's not just about whole, you anymore. Totally you're different. Totally different. Even like like the passing of the family the other day mm -hmm. um you see that down to that i now want to make sure she's not around the family listening to all the crying it's, it's simple it's a simple thing but you know before you we would never used to think like that but i don't want her to be picking up all the effects of the the wailing and the crying in the house so i want to kind of take her away for a holiday mm -hmm. do you know what i mean that's how, that's how i think now i think different yeah. i think yeah i think a bit more deeper than you mm -hmm. know just the way man used to think before. Mm -hmm. Like I think how things can affect her mentally. So it messes her up in the future. Do mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm always thinking of ways to protect her. Do you know and protect her mind mostly. Mm -hmm. See when you started making changes, Lewis, when you just came out and you thought I'm gonna give it a go here. Like, how did your relationship with your mum? Did it get stronger? It got stronger. We actually had a uh, me and my mum had a conversation. Um we actually sat face to face. I apologised to her first of all for everything we I put her through. She told me exactly how she felt when things were going on. And um, I feel like we got a stronger bond back again and that, um, through that discussion, you know, because it's a discussion what we've never had. I just, she needed to hear it from me and how sorry I was for it and that, you know. But what I want to start doing now, I want to start getting into schools. If I can start getting into schools, I'd love that, you know, start having these discussions with the youngsters. But that's just how these discussions are powerful because you don't know who's watching. The three years could be speaking mm. in schools. You've lived that life. Mm. You seem a lot more softer and gentle mm. today than <laughs> the last time. Why is that? Since the last time you, you are that. funny, James. <laughs> <laughs> like, softer and gentle. Yeah, but is that then? But then we can't. We see that as a weakness sometimes, mm. but it's not. It's a gift. Yeah. Is to mm -hmm. then not want to have violence. Like, mm -hmm. obviously, I know you have sometimes your tits and tats on mm -hmm. Instagram. I watch mm -hmm. him go there. He's on <laughs> yeah. one again. Like, is that? Yeah, you get them. You, from have time you still to time. got that fire in you, but you're trying to control it? If no, you obviously, it's, it's, it, it'll always be in you, but it's just, it's mm -hmm. not what you want to activate. You just want to do other stuff, innit? Like, if someone tries to test, you. test us or do whatever we're doing as a family or anything then you're still going to feel the same way yeah you know if we put this out and someone tries to knock what we're doing mm. i'm still gonna have a i'm still gonna be putting them down the same way <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah. but not 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 physically but you know getting back at them and having my say how i feel about what they're doing what they've got to yeah. say about us it's, nothing's gonna change like there if you get tested do you, have you still got that fire where you mean like yeah 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 
And I was like, and I learned to just rein it in. And my brother's mm. like, yo, I can't rein that shit in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's straight up like, I ain't reining shit in. Yeah. I was like, I've tried to, I've kind of learned to have to, because immediately mm. like, you feel that feeling, you're thinking, yo, and you go back to where you were. Yeah. And you have to be like, okay, let me just rein that in. I feel mm. that in me all the time. And you know, you're responsible for a lot of other people who could come yeah, exactly. if you make the wrong move. Yeah, exactly. If you could go to activate that thing, there's going to be another 10 people whose lives yeah. could change reviews and their family's 100%. life. Mm -hmm. And you're responsible for all of that. 100%. And I think like that these days. So it's better to remain calm and soft. Yeah. <laughs> is that questioning your actions more? And understanding you're going that way is just to question it, understand the consequences that come with it. You know what happened to me recently, funny? I was, uh, I went into a, a nightclub a couple of months back, right? When I've gone in there, I know all the doormen are on the mm -hmm. floor and they're like, oh, yo, Mike, you saying mm -hmm. da, 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 da. And this one's gone, yo, your son's in here. I'm like, mm -hmm. my son's in here. Mm -hmm. So my son's like, 80, 90, mm -hmm. just like a grown man. Like, if I walk, <laughs> you sitting right yeah, outside, yeah, 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 you walked in there with me, you'd think it was my mate, you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> so I've walked in, I'm walking, looking, going through the crowd, going through the crowd. It's kind of mm -hmm. a crowded uh, club. I see him at the bar. I'm like, your son, are you doing it? He's like, oh, yo, dad. He's, he's having mm -hmm. a couple of drinks. When I've gone to greet him and hail him, mm -hmm. someone beside me has tapped me. I turn around. Yo, what's up? He says, yo, you just pushed past me twice, you know. And like, <laughs> oh. the you, I didn't like the way you did that. So I'm like, <laughs> what? He's like, yo, I just said you just pushed past me. I went, I could hear everything he was saying. Uh. And I said, yo, I can't hear you. Just come out here for a second. Yeah. But in my head, I've gone into autopilot. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm trying to get you into an and open space. All it takes. Yeah, so I can do something physical to you. Real talk. Yeah. I've already, in my head, I've already gone into that mode. Right. And when I've gone out there, he's turned around to me and said, what did you say again, bruv? And now I'm waiting for him to open his mouth and mm. say one word. Mm. And when he's, he said what he said again, and I took a second to think. And I thought, this man said that I've just pushed him twice and he didn't like it. And I looked, I looked up at him and I said, you know what? That wasn't my intention. I apologize. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh yeah, yeah, cool, thanks. When I turned around like this, my son was standing right there. I didn't even see him. Mm -hmm. I didn't see that my son was watching the entire altercation mm -hmm. when I brought the man outside. I thought my son was still by the bar. Mm -hmm. So two things could have happened there. My son could have either saw me do physical harm to somebody, mm -hmm. right? And witnessed mm -hmm. the, the, the man his father's trying not to be. Mm -hmm. My son could have even got himself involved Joined in it. Yeah. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? That very easily could have went somewhere else. Totally left. Totally left. But do you feel do you feel going into them places, your whole mindset changes? No, you know what? I had gone in mm. there. No, not, not, not for me. Mm. Um, I don't go to them places. Yeah, no I'm just who I am. I, I hadn't gone out mm. there to party i'd gone out there it was all work related okay yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so when i gone out there i've gone in there out then in the work mm -hmm. mode i'm just you know yeah, analyzing yeah, yeah. seeing certain things um but most certainly in hindsight i'm thankful that i made that decision then because mm -hmm. a few years back i would not have apologized to that guy yeah, yeah. Two you know seconds I mean? of madness could have been the same course in it yeah maybe that Space you gave yourself to bring him outside. That's what it was. I think also I'm, I'm a different person to who mm. I was a decade ago. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So um, I have the ability now mm. to to to, to um, process information. Yeah, in yeah. Your brain. So, so <laughs> yeah. my cognitive ability mm -hmm. has improved since then. Mm -hmm. When I was younger, I'd have been a, a little bit more mm -hmm. impulsive. I'd like, this is the decision I've made. I'm bringing mm -hmm. him out of here, and this is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. Whereas now, I kind of took time. I looked at him, and I thought, you know. Mm -hmm. what? 
it's not even worth it. It's not worth it. Look at the outcome you got from it as it's well. It's not worth it. <laughs> and your son saw you how to show, you, you showed not, your son how to defuse yeah, the situation. My, my son spoke about it recently. What did he say about he that? He spoke about it. He goes, you know, I remember the time when, you know, and mm-hmm. he mentioned it and I said, yeah, you know what? I boy my side out. Mm-hmm. My intention wasn't to speak to him or apologize. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wasn't it? The guy didn't even know the decision I'd already made. That he's following me outside. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he has no idea what I'm mm-hmm. thinking at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then my son kind of just looked at me and was like, okay, but that's, I'm trying to teach, there's a teachable moment for my son. Mm-hmm. Like, look. You did in that moment. I could have, yeah, exactly. I could have went this mm-hmm. way, but I chose to go that way. Mm-hmm. And we're both cool. We're both so all it takes is one good example. You know I mean? yeah. mm-hmm. This is what so, used, this mm-hmm. is what used to scare me growing up because I know what I was capable of capable of you know like if we're walking and someone walks into me this is why i'm so quiet people probably watch my podcast think this guy's so quiet it's because i know what i'm podcasting quiet (laughs) no not not even because i know what i'm capable of and it it used to scare me because i know what i could possibly do to someone so Mm. even if uh, they've walked into me i'd still apologize because i don't want them to turn around saying what are you doing yeah Yeah, 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 i'm gonna do something mental now yeah Mm -hmm. and it's particularly with the guys because what Mm -hmm. my issue was wasn't necessarily that he had said are you bumped Mm -hmm. into me Mm -hmm. It was his tone, his attitude, and yeah. aggression he had come yeah. with. Face. And at that time, immediately I felt like my manhood's being tested. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you and mean. And this is the mistake we can sometimes make. We can think of a manhood's being mm-hmm. questioned. So we need to mm-hmm. meet that with similar aggression. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. And that, sometimes, sometimes that may be the case. That, mm-hmm. need, that, that you make, that mm-hmm. it may need to happen. But certainly like in that instance, do you know what I mean? There's some mm-hmm. instances where we could literally just turn to the person and be like, you know what, don't worry about it, man. Especially, especially in nightclubs, like uh, years ago, Raven, Coliseum, Vauxhall, mm-hmm. someone's yeah. trod on my trainers. And um, you know where that's ended up. Uh, mm-hmm. We've had a fight, I've lost a bit of my ear. Mm-hmm. Whereas the fellow probably would apologize if I didn't hit him first. I didn't mm-hmm. give him a chance to say, well, <laughs> right. I've just cracked mm-hmm. him on and cracked yeah. his power. Yeah. And mm-hmm. obviously lost a bit of my ear. Like whereas now I'd be like, bro, and if if he's to apologize, even if he didn't, I'd be like, cool. Like, I find mm-hmm. it a lot easier now just to walk away from a situation before it goes very left. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. we understand consequences. You understand, them, mm-hmm. I think. But do you yeah. worry more as you're getting older that to then potentially be doing a big sentence as well? Yeah, that that's always in the back of your mind because you know you can just take it so far left. It could, mm. it could even possibly be an M charge. You never know. Mm. If you've got a bottle in your hand, you might bottle someone. Mm. You don't um, mean for them to die or whatever. Your friend's joining. His head. It's it's over. You've got loads of codies on a case mm-hmm. over someone standing on your trainers. It's ridiculous, right. man. Yeah. How was the sleeping patterns back in the day when you were at the height of the madness? Like, Did you sleep well? Have you always kind of sleeping with one eye open? No, I was I was sleeping all right. Like like the boys said, it was kind of normal. Yeah. So like for, for gunshots or for people to shoot at us or vice versa I was having normal sleeps back then because it was it was a normal day out mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for me yeah. for me the only time I would lose sleep is if I felt like if, if like my pride or ego had been fucked with hey, so if like I felt like yeah. something happened to me and I never I got someone that. back I'd be there just awake because I'm just thinking about it mm-hmm. that's my pride that's my ego mm-hmm. do you know what I mean mm-hmm. in terms of did I ever have a sleepless night over some of the things I'd done no I did some, you know, when I when I think back, I've done some some pretty bad things and I didn't lose any sleep over any one of those. And what, does that make you a psychopath? No. Does that make you nuts? No, I don't. I think that well, we just, just normalised. Conditioned to it, yeah. Conditioned to the life. Mm-hmm. It's like a soldier, isn't it? You probably go to sleep, all right? Yeah. yeah. 
So he's done what he's done, but he's, he's legit. Why is your, your, like you and your family so tight? Like your brothers, like you're always with each other, you've always got each other's back, you always speak highly of each other. Like, I've never seen anything like it, actually. Like, you're proper tight with each other. Like, why is that connection so strong? Um, I think it is a combination of different things. I think we, we were just taught it. Um, our, our family, so with my mother's, um, my mother's side of the family, her siblings, they were quite close growing up and we weren't given any kind of particular choice in that man. It was like, this is your brother, this is all you have. But also, yeah. you feel like when you come from an environment where happens you to me sometimes. don't have anything, there's not much. All you realize that you have is each other. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And um, we we just kind of grew like that. We were just together all the time, doing everything. There, there were times where, you know, if if we didn't have anything to eat in the house, you know what I mean? I'd make sure my, my brothers ate, my sister ate before I did. That's just, just standard. And, and those mm -hmm. things um, help create a bond mm -hmm. between you and, mm -hmm. and your siblings when, okay. when, you're, when you're, you know, ready to do things for them that other people may not necessarily be willing to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? What about your, did you and your family tell you it was everybody kind of split I kind of grew up Long away from everybody, yeah. So mm -hmm. I was in children's homes and that, and so I kind of lived my own life. So yeah. it wasn't really that close. Building relationships now, every day's progress. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? How hard is it to feel abandoned? Like to feel as if nobody wants you, nobody cares? Like, does that become sad as you get older and you think, because like, you've got kids and grandkids? Yeah, now, when, and when, you, when you're older and you think about it, it is sad. But when you're going through it, again, you just get on of it. Mm -hmm. Just get on of it. Me going to children's homes was kind of a bit of fun for me at the time. It was like a break from the hood. Do you know what I mean? So I didn't see it as much as it was hurting me at the time. It's a new adventure every time I go on a children's home around the country. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? But we're looking back at it now, it was very sad. See, I wouldn't we, want that for my, yeah. for my young guns. See, when you go through that, does that make you a better father to then try and yeah, get the end that you never had? 100%, because you, you see what not to do or what not to make happen or what to avoid. So it's definitely made me a stronger and a better person to be able to guide the younger ones underneath me. Do you see, know what I mean? See when you're I changing? I wouldn't let that happen yeah. to none of them. See, when you're changing, how hard is it if somebody came to you with an earner or somebody wanted something done that and something happens, say you would a favour to someone, is mm -hmm. it hard to say no to them? No, it's not hard. No? No. No, I still, I, I, I'm me and I'm determined what I want. If I have to be aggressive and be bad to knock a decision back, I'm going to do that. It's going to affect me or my family or anything like that. I'll be that person who I need to be to knock that back. Mm -hmm. So I won't be owing favours that have a negative output on my life. They're not going to be cashed in. Yeah. Did you struggle with that, Lewis, when you came out? Like People wanted maybe to get back in the game, get back involved, a couple of tons, like... Um, a lot, a lot of my friends are still who are still doing bits and pieces. They've got enough respect for me to not even throw my phone for anything like that. Mm. So, like as much as I still love all of my friends who are doing whatever, but I love them from a distance now. But like I said, all of them has got um, the respect for me not even to throw my phone for anything mm. like that. They can see the journey I'm on now. Do you think that that more lonely that you're out prison than you were in? Um, was that a silly question, kind of? Because you're free? no. Um, I find my, even now I find myself by myself quite a lot. Um, oh, I, yeah, I, quite, that, I quite like it though. Is that maybe do you feel institutionalized as well sometimes? Where I'm getting out of it. I'm getting out of it. I'm slowly. I feel alone. I just go to my mum's. Yeah, exactly. You go to your mum's. <laughs> Let's go to chill out my mum's. My brother's lost time there, isn't it? So 
Mm-hmm. It's going to chill at home. Mum, we were just sitting down watching a film with her. Yeah. Making her food. It's breaking up your day, isn't it? Yeah. When are you happiest now? When when I see my daughter with a smile on her face. Mm. Yeah, when I see mm-hmm. little Hallie. Mm-hmm. How about yourself, mate? When you when you go, do you know what? Life's okay. Because we all have a little burst of happiness sometimes. It's not a 24 at 7 thing. Yeah. Especially when you're mm. trying to get a bit of hustle and trying to provide. But <laughs> there's always little burst of happiness. But when I find I'm happy sometimes... I feel as if a negative will pop in as if I shouldn't be happy. Yeah, and then it you feel like you've got down. imposter syndrome. Yeah. Yeah, it happens to me sometimes. Yeah. Um, it does happen to me. Um, and I have something I call a gift and a curse where um, I will do stuff, achieve stuff, and be happy and content in that moment. And then it just goes... I, I feel like I'm never satisfied so I'm always mm. trying to chase that next thing that will make me feel like I've accomplished something or achieved something mm-hmm. so in one sense it helps me you know accomplish a lot and achieve quite a few things but then I'm never I'm never satisfied do you mm-hmm. know what I mean um, but like like much like you the one thing that gives me joy when I'm around my children I'm I'm the happiest when I have to bring them home I, I hate it oh, <laughs> I hate it I really do mm-hmm. I really do do you know what I mean but um, yeah it gives me joy and just knowing that I can do stuff for them that I may not have been able to do a little while back do you know what I mean that's mm-hmm. where I'm getting the most satisfaction right now whereas the last nine years which I spent in prison I wasn't able to provide mm-hmm. so now being able to provide buying school uniform uh, buying Christmas presents I felt I felt like an achievement yeah yeah you know, yeah. I felt like really proud of that to be able and to do you, that. You know, that part of that is your manhood. As a man, you feel like you want to be able to do those feel things. like your father. You feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah you exactly. want to like, well, this is what I should do as a mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. I should be providing this. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. So that sense that when you're able to do that, you fulfill that sense of manhood. Yeah. That mm-hmm. you've got. Do you know what I mean? I really yeah. feel like responsibility, that obligation you got as a man and as a father. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. What about yourself, Quince, when you're Same, happiest? When I'm with my, with my gra- gra- granddaughter, really. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Her, like her, my granddaughter, she looks exactly like my daughter used to look. So it's just like me, it's just like having a second chance of the years I missed to my daughter with my granddaughter. It's just like that. Mm-hmm. It's like she's reincarnated through my granddaughter. So it's, and that's the most happiest times I've had. So. Yeah, see, for me, that's a father, that's a man, that's someone. But everybody can play the bad man, but I know plenty of people mm. that don't see their kids through mm. their choice, but yet walk the streets as if they're bad. They ain't mm-hmm. bad, they're fucking weak. They're mm-hmm. losers. Like, a man is stepping up to the plate and going providing, spending mm-hmm. your, all you have on uniforms and trying yeah. to give them that life. That there is a protector. That there mm-hmm. is me as an alpha for me and my own opinion mm-hmm. of it like that there like cause I, even girls I know are still going party at clubs mm-hmm. sitting for two or three days full of cocaine and their, mm-hmm. their kids are in the house watched by the grandparents like that's yeah, loser that's mentality terrible. it's not that they're bad it's sometimes it's what they know and they think it's acceptable well, they've been lifted they never know the man might yeah. be in prison mm-hmm. just left out here to because whatever, the stats from single parents is unbelievable for the negatives that come with kids and like I say you're doing the damage now to be there and try and support and that's where you show your changes. Like, does that scare mm-hmm. you that if you did anything bad that that's who you're away from? It's like my daughter's going to miss out again and I'm not prepared to put myself in that situation again. Mm-hmm. Is that your main driving force? That's my, that's my main driving force. And, and for myself as well, you know, because I know, um, I, f- I feel I've got potential. I feel mm. I've got potential to go and do big things. So I'm just going to keep keep my head up and keep cracking on. Yeah, but that's all you can do. Like going forward for the future, guys. Like, what's the plans? What's your first of all for yourself, Lewis? Well, I'm, I've got my YouTube um, 
big Lou gym bars still still up and running. So I want you lot to come take part in gym bars. Mm. You over there, you're definitely coming to take part. <laughs> gym bars. What do you do? It's called Big Lou gym bars. So okay. short interviews, mm -hmm. and then yeah. it's the Big Lou circuit. But after the circuit, you get to nominate the next person. <laughs> so, what's the format of the show? Break it down for Literally, me. So I'm going to be talking to you about your fighting and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Going, the ins and outs of your training and all that. Right. Then we crack on with the workout. Oh, your workout? <laughs> We're going to do workout. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. You're definitely coming up. 100% <laughs> <laughs> you need to come on. Big James. Big James. You're coming on. <laughs> You're not allowed to wear that shirt. That's <laughs> Mate, it's been blinding my eyes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, watch plug your YouTube channel as well. Yeah, so it's uh, Big Lou Gym Bars um, for my YouTube and also Instagram's Big Lou Gym Bars. Mm -hmm. mm. What about yourself, mate? Plans for the future, brother? There's a few things, man. How long you got? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I was saying earlier, um, my brother is the mastermind behind uh, my project yep. work coming out called The Linwood Show. So look out for that. Um, Where can people watch it? Uh, what's the handles on The Linwood Show at the moment? Um... So that's, it's launching in January. In January, that'll be launching. Everything will start yeah, coming good. out on that, yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to be fighting again in, 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 in January. Uh, not January, sorry, February. Um, I'm getting, you know, I've got a, an agent now for my acting and stuff. So acting's going all right. Mm. Not doing too badly there. Um, I've got another show that um, I'm going to be doing with my son called Unison Son. We're going to be doing that. It's going to be a, going to be a vibe, you know, mm -hmm. laughing, joking. Yeah. Just something a bit more light-hearted, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, what else we got going on, bro? Um, you're helping Mons with his fight coming up. Oh, yeah. My, so Mons, um, the comedian, you guys heard of Mons? He's absolutely hilarious, mm -hmm. bro. But um, he's going to be fighting on the undercard of KSI's oh, next um, January. Yeah, yeah. so I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm helping him with some some training to do with that, you know, some yeah, uh, Mons, yeah. Ones, yeah, so uh, that'll be good. Anything else? My brain's gone blank right now. No, that's it for now. Yeah. Just for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, just got the um, QB or not to be podcast. Mm -hmm. And the A Factor podcast with Yami B. On YouTube? Yeah, on YouTube. So it's Real Life TV UK. And we've got our drama series coming back out um, in January, mm -hmm. um, which is called Real Life, which is on the Real Life TV UK channel. And we've got a Christmas special with me and Yami coming out. So check out Yami B TV as well. Shout out to Yami. Yeah, shout out to Yami, Yami B. Guys out, Did you ever yeah. think that the live shows guys led in the past to then doing music videos, to doing acting? Like, you're kind of on the same path of doing... All the other stuff, was that ever a vision for you when you were kids? You know what? When I was young, I remember being a kid and thinking, oh, I'd like to do some of the acting stuff, but coming from the house that we came from, do you know what I mean? It never seemed like it was ever possible. I mm. think that now in the, the internet age that we have and where you can go and buy your own cameras, you can write your own mm -hmm. stuff, you can do streaming sites, there's a lot more opportunity for people to mm -hmm. do things now. I don't think there's any excuse for anyone not to do what they want to do. No. Just get up and do it. It's yeah. better to have tried a hundred times mm -hmm. and failed. That's it. Do you know what I mean? Keep knocking on his Yeah, man, I'm telling you, man, it, mm -hmm. it happens. If you keep grafting, someone will notice eventually. Mm -hmm. Something will happen. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, and, you know, since you spoke as well about us, oh, why, why don't we have our own show? Why don't we have this? My brother has been on my back yeah. I'm telling you mm -hmm. you won't leave me alone about mm -hmm. it until one day I was like you're right bro mm -hmm. you know everything's I mean? timing look at the response mm -hmm. your brother got like really he was on fucking newspapers he was everywhere from mm -hmm. telling his story that yeah. mm -hmm. you've got scope there to then change the game it's just the mm -hmm. consistency and how far you want to take it. it's a belief that you talk about it's a belief system mm -hmm. to have that belief to achieve yeah. anything yeah. do you know what I mean like, for anybody mm -hmm. that's watching and they struggle right now Quince what advice would you have for them if there's someone you can talk to you'll take the opportunity because I'd 
I would have liked the opportunity when I was young. I didn't get the opportunity. Do you know what I mean? If someone would have like intervened and asked me what's going on at home, I might have been able to change my life. Do you know what I mean? So if there's someone you can talk to, talk to them. Take the opportunity, man. Mm-hmm. What about yourself, mate? For anybody that's struggling? Anybody that's struggling, well, you know me. I'm I'm one of those hyper masculine guys. So, you know, <laughs> I want to tell everybody just 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 man up. But um, yo, there's light at the end of the tunnel, man. There's light at the end of the tunnel. I've been there where I didn't think anything was gonna happen and, and things were unachievable. But you can if you just get up and you go, you can do it, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah, I'd say um people need to start setting realistic goals and start realizing things don't happen overnight. You gotta keep knocking on these doors, mm-hmm. keep plugging away. Um and just be consistent with what you do. And like he said, just ask for help if if you is if it is needed. Yeah. Listen, guys, for coming on today and telling your story and giving it a bit of mix and mixing it up a bit. A lot of people take advice from this and take a bit of inspiration. You should be proud of yourselves. You're still here. You're still here to tell the tale. These are moving forward. Leave the links in the description for these guys' social medias, their YouTubes. Get following them. And listen, we'll do something together in the future again. Yeah, 100%. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Pleasure, man. Thank yeah. you very much. Listen, guys, for absolute pleasure. Yes. Nice. Stay lucky. Nice meeting yes. you guys, guys man. Yeah. Yes, cheers. Podcast Network.